Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I have helped hundreds of men. Maybe we're into the thousands now. I don't keep that good of track of my numbers, but I know we're at the very high hundreds. I've helped so many men get their banter skills in shape so that they're able to get women off of the internet or off the street and onto a date. Guys that don't know how to talk or have rehearsed plan lines or bad pickup artist moves don't get the dates. Girls want authenticity. And I can teach you how to authentically banter, create attraction, flirt, tease, tease without offending her. I know that's a big thing you guys are always worried about. And be that smooth, easy breezy guy that you've always wanted to be. You can't do it unless you put in the work. So email me at Kristen at KristenandChill.com and we'll work something out. I want you to get your banter skills in shape. And if it's not your banter skills, I can make you a kick-ass profile. I've got the eye for it, baby. I know what women are looking for and I get guys so many matches Why let all those guys get the matches when you can get them too? So again, email me at Kristen at KristenandChill.com and we'll figure out exactly what you need to get your dating game where it should be, which is way up high. Right now, it might be ankle height. And unless you have really, really, really high ankles, that's not very high. So I'll hopefully see you at KristenandChill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, it's time to get funny with funny man, Brendan, who is, oh God, what's your podcast called again? Oh my God. What is it? Spiritual asshole. Spiritual asshole. What is wrong with me? How could I totally forget that name? (laughs) We are going to cover how to bring the funny to your dating life. Even if you're not so funny right now, we're going to teach you how to inject humor into all of your conversations with women and do it properly and well-balanced so that it never becomes way too much for her to handle. And we're also going to teach you how to be funny if you're not so funny because not everybody's funny and not everybody wants to be super funny. So we're going to teach you how to find your funny so that you can use it with women and everybody in your life. So keep listening. Welcome back to the Ask Women podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source, women and today, a man. We shall see. uh, Or he claims to be (laughs) one anyway. 
Just kidding, Brendan, you're very manly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Kristen Carney, along with Marnie Kinris. And today we have Brendan Fitzgibbons, who is a comedian, and he's from the Spiritual Asshole Podcast, which I'm yes. a huge fan of the name. I'm jealous <laughs> of the name of this podcast. Uh, you've seen it on Comedy Central. And we're going to talk about laughing our way through relationships. Right. Just right out of the jump, I want to say I am a man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad for the validation. I was not sure. No, he's got a beard and is very manly. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so Brennan, tell us about like, what does that mean to laugh your way through dating? Like, did you have to learn to do that? Is this something that you didn't do in the past that you're now doing that has changed the way that you date? Yeah, so one thing that I've had to kind of grapple with, and it's an interesting thing, is all women say they want a funny guy. But I've had a lot of criticism from my guy friends being like, you're making too many jokes. So yeah. there is this like very interesting fine line between being funny and then at a certain point you kind of have to take charge and not just be a doofus. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have to jump in right now because yeah. I work with men specifically on banter. And one yes. of the first things that we talk about is that I call it banter, but I really mean conversation, good conversation with pieces of banter thrown in. Right. Mm -hmm. And you want that balance because the minute you're too bantery, you're either not going to be taken seriously. It's going to be like enough already. We get it. You're funny. What else you got? Or you're maybe going to sound like just a player who's just trying to game the whole time. So right. you're right. There is a line. And I always teach that when I talk to guys about being funny in relationships. What is that line? Like when, when is funny too funny? Like how mm. much funny do you throw in? I could answer this, but Brendan is our guest. So I'm going to let Brendan answer, but I have answers to this. It's an ethereal thing. It's so hard to say, but it's really funny because every woman, specifically on the apps, they're like, I'm looking for a funny guy. I just want a funny guy. So then I'll throw out some like very sarcastic shit. And a lot of times I don't get any responses. <laughs> <laughs> right. When I was doing the apps in New York, literally one of the jokes I did was on my profile, I'd be on Bumble and I said I was the founder of Tinder. <laughs> and then when I was on Bumble, then when I was on Tinder, I said I was the founder of Bumble. And any girl that would message me that was like, no, you're not. I'm like, we should not be dating because I'm clearly joking. But it's a really right. interesting thing. I have a friend who would always be like, you're making too many jokes. You have to, at a certain point, take charge. And because I think for women to take you seriously to like a romantic level, you can't kid your way through a kiss or sex. I guess you can, but it's... Otherwise, yeah, that's a quick way to get friend zone, I think, for sure, if you're always like, well, how about this fun bit I have now? At a certain point, you have right. to take charge. I would say you have to feel it out and in be the a moment. Man. And be a man. But that's tough. And yeah. I have very a lot of sympathy for any guy that's trying to figure out what that line is, because I've had to really work on that, too, myself. Yeah. Well, Kristen, so what do you say is, what's the line? So uh, it's not a line, necessarily. It's a balance. And it's the way in which you follow the rhythm of, of mm. the conversation. So you want to have funny moments, but you don't want the entire thing to just be funny. You want to have this bouquet of complexity in your wow. conversation. So good term. Fancy Kristen. <laughs> so you, so you have, you know, your beginning banter where you're fun and playful and you say something witty and clever and so I say you to look at it like a heart monitor. So you've got those moments of the high points of that heart monitor, but then that comes mm. down and those down moments are the same conversation. You're the same guy, but you go to somewhere 
more authentic, more vulnerable, a little deeper. And then you stay there for just a tad so you can establish, hey, look, I can talk about other things. But then you don't stay there forever because then you end up in the therapist zone, which I like to call it. Mm -hmm. So you pop back up and you go back to a bantery place, You, but you do it smoothly. You transition, you conversation thread your way back to this fun place. And then you go through that cycle. So you go from, you know, your banter place to maybe like the baseline of this heart monitor where you're getting information about the person. Then you're going below the baseline, going deeper, staying there for a minute and then popping back up. And that cycle continues through this hour long conversation that you're having or however long it may be. Yeah. So that's what my recommendation is. I was thinking about the heart monitor thing and just being jealous that you have health insurance. It's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I don't, but I can still talk about heart monitors without it. Yeah, I will also you say... saw one one day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll also say too, part of the issue with people always being funny is a lot of times then you just make it about you have always trying to be funny and that you're not listening. Yeah. And I think listening and asking women questions and just being a good listener is really important on a date. Because women, I think they want someone who's going to actually ask them questions. And it's not, you're not just always like, no, more about me. Look how funny I am. It's like an improv game yeah. now. And now it's not a connection, you know? Yeah. yeah. We're listening yeah. to you. We hear you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have got nothing to say. That. I'm still stuck on bouquet yeah. of complexity. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. Like, I love that, first of all, that you use the heart monitor as a way for guys to actually see that there is an up and down. And it's not a constant up and down of the exact same thing. It is a little bit erratic and all over the place, which is kind of how typical conversation should and could go. And that's what makes it more enjoyable because you don't know that in two seconds it's going to go to an upswing and then go to a downswing you know, a few moments later. I do have a question about being too funny. Mm. Like, so I've been around a lot of a lot of men who definitely beat a dead horse, right? <laughs> they continue to kind of joke about the same thing for a certain period of time. How long do you keep that banter about the same topic? Like, are there rules or guidelines for how many times can you make a joke about like somebody's shoes? Yeah. What would you guys say to that? Yeah. Because I don't want guys to do that. Kristen, you could identify with this. If you ever have to host a comedy show, sometimes you do what's called crowd work where you talk to the crowd, right? So you're just asking questions. You don't have any jokes planned. And you can really feel it out where if something is working, you keep going. But then once it's played out, you got to move on because... yeah. The audience will feel the staleness. Yeah, there's a deadness to it. And also, it's really nice on dates with women to have inside jokes. But part of having inside jokes is that you don't use them all the time. It loses its power. Right. I had this great analogy in an improv class. A teacher taught us that it's like a power-up on a video game where you have to let it build back up versus hitting it so many times in a row because then it just loses all of its power. And I always think yeah. about that. It's, it's true in conversations and it's true in... Improv is very much not to turn this into an improv game again. But if you keep mm -hmm. hitting the joke, the power is gone from it. You've just beaten the shit out of it, you know? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Well, I think people need these guidelines because nobody really teaches you how to be funny. And and typically, when you do engage with women, they're going to be like, you know, your fake audience. They're going to chuckle back. 
maybe not as much as they did the first time, but they'll be kind and polite and eventually make an excuse to walk away from you. But the guy will be left saying, I was funny the entire time. She was laughing. And so I, yeah. I want guys to understand that like sometimes the half chuckle is the indicator of saying, you've beat the horse to death now. Let's move on to something else. Right. Yeah. And I think having confidence along the way the whole time, even if you're faking it, just be confident. Like, okay, I said a joke that she did not like. Just pretend like that didn't happen. Move on. <laughs> Which has happened to me before right. for sure. Oh, I shouldn't right. have said that shit. And then, but it's okay. Like, as long as you're still engaging and it's you're not acting like it bothered you, it's fine. So how do you like laughing your way through dating? Like, tell mm. me more about that. Is that not taking dating so seriously? Or is that really just injecting laughter into your dates? That's a good question. I think that eventually, if you treat the girl that you're dating, and especially if you want a long-term partner, the more fun you have, the better it is. It just is. And if you can't laugh with someone the whole time or a lot of the time, then what's the point? Like, it's totally cool. And you can find humor in everything. And if I have found that the more that they kind of are like my buddy at a certain point, the more fun that we have together. And I love it. I'm not looking for an audience necessarily, although that's nice. I definitely want a girl laughing at my jokes because if she didn't, yeah, of course. we're screwed because <laughs> I will be making jokes. But right. yeah, I think it's just really important to know that I don't really know that there's too much. I think in the beginning, you need a level of mystery and a level of like control and showing that you're in charge. But the more that you guys progress together, the more like, why not have a great time? Yeah. So like, how do you gauge that for yourself? Because some guys who are listening might say like, I'm not that funny and I don't really need that much laughter. Like, so does that guy push himself to be funnier or does he then look for somebody else who isn't as funny? Because I know Kristen always says, and you actually said this in the beginning as well, you're like, you make certain jokes and if those people get it, then they're sort of like your soulmate for that moment and then you discover if there's more to connect on. Kristen has mentioned that many times before. Yeah. So I don't want guys who are listening thinking, oh, I have to step up my comedy game and be like these two comedians who are here. Right. So like, how, not how funny do you have to be but if you are a little bit more serious, do you need to have funniness be part of dating? And I don't know the answer to this, to be honest. I just want to know what you guys think about mm. that. Like, No, think about it this way. Like Morgan Freeman has a wife. Right? He's not funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> my uncle like is a very serious guy. His wife is one of the best people I've ever met in my life. Like you will find the person that you can be comfortable with the most. And at that level... For me, and I don't know, I would love to know what Kristen has to say about this. Comedy and laughing is a huge part of my, mm -hmm. who I am. So it's a big deal to me. I don't know, Kristen, like, how is it for you? So I'm dating a comedian. So oh, great. that's just me saying. Dave Chappelle? Uh, his, his nephew. <laughs> great. great, perfect. I feel like anyone who surrounds himself around Dave Chappelle would say they were a comedian. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm dating a comedian because that's where I relate to someone is through humor and through yes. comedy Our only the depth of our relationship goes far beyond that. But the comedy is where we connected. Mm -hmm. So super mm. important to me. It's like if, if someone takes philosophy really seriously and that's what their connection point is with another human being. If you date someone who isn't into philosophy at all, you know, you may miss each other. You may miss each other's boat as it passes by mm -hmm. in the night. So yeah, you definitely have to find the person that aligns with you. But I find a lot of guys want to be funnier or have more humor in their lives 
And not just to get the girl, but because it's a fun way to live when you can yeah. laugh at things. Yes. So if you're 100%. not necessarily funny, but you may be drawn to someone with humor, then you want to expand your repertoire in terms of how funny you are, because then that does mean it's a priority, or not a priority, but it's something important to you. So just because you're not funny doesn't mean you can't value that right. in finding a partner. Yeah. What about you, Marnie? I think you're really funny. Thank you. People always tell Marnie she's funny. You're very funny. I knew right away. I enjoy that being fun and funny like you guys. I like playing with people, right? Like you guys are much yes. wittier than I am, but I, I can jump in and enjoy that. So I appreciate that compliment. It means a lot to me. And also because when we ask my two children who is funnier, me or daddy, they always say daddy. And then that's a dagger through my heart every time that they say that. <laughs> so I appreciate the validation from the two of you. And they will someday learn I am funny. But I was going to ask you, and we've, we've They're talked They're just shoving about, us. Right. <laughs> exactly. Assholes. <laughs> Men are better. It's fun. <laughs> I was going to ask you, and I've ta- we've talked about this before, Kristen, because I know like, this is your area of expertise, but like, it might be hard for you to remember, but how do you kind of learn to be funny? This is obviously something that was in you, right? But if you're not, like exactly what you just said, Kristen, before about like you have a desire to be more fun and funny, like what are some basic things that you can start doing to become funnier? Are there comedians to watch? Be drunk more, yeah. number one. <laughs> Drink a lot of alcohol, exactly. Drinking. Yeah, teaching people how to be funny, thats a, it can be a little tough because I do think it's innate, but absolutely, if you're like, I'm going to commit to this, I would listen to as much comedy as possible and just practice being loose. It's all about being loose and not taking yourself seriously. How do you practice that? I would say start saying the inappropriate thing in situations that you maybe shouldn't be saying. I'm not saying be offensive. Right, right. <laughs> That's always what I advise. So I always talk about, first yeah. of all, getting comfortable with your opinions because your opinions are going to be that first guttural mm-hmm. experience that yes. you're having. And that first guttural thing is most likely going to be the funniest observation or the most witty or clever because what we're taught to be politically correct, to not offend, to silence that yeah. voice that's in our gut. And the reason comedians are are comedians or the reason that they're able to tell jokes is because they don't silence their first thought. They're saying that yes. thing that's in, inappropriate because as polite as anyone thinks they are, your first thought is going to be the politically incorrect right. one. It's going to be the one that a certain group of people are telling you is wrong. And so the more you hide that, the less funny you're going to be. So the more comfortable you can get with your gut, the more comfortable you'll get being loose, like you said. And so when you're loose and you're open, then the humor can start to develop. But there's also like in terms, I don't mean to Bogart the show, Brendan, but but I'm going to because it's my business. You're using incredible (laughs) words. This is amazing. I got a new dictionary for this podcast. (laughs) Holy shit. Next week, we'll cover letter C vocabulary on our show. I'm sorry. I'm just a natural savant. Yeah. But... There are techniques in terms of learning to be witty, because if you break down what wit really is, wit is really just connecting one thing with another thing in a surprising way. Mm -hmm. So when you go to connect, for example, if someone brings up meditation and then says they like to do yoga, those things are so incredibly overlapped that there's no surprise by connecting those two things. Mm. But if you take 
things that are opposite, but yet connect and correlate and make sense, there's going to be this funny connection there. And that's really a lot of what wit is. So if someone says that they love a really spiritual, but a huge racist, like, does that... <gasps> right, right. So you yeah. find what... Two opposing things. Opposing yeah. things, and you find where they connect. Yeah. And that's where the humor or the wit will be. So you don't necessarily have to be funny or learn to be funny. You can learn to find where the wit is. And so you can call yourself witty eventually. Yeah. But maybe not funny. To piggyback off of what you said, I think, Kristen, which is so important too, is that your first reaction also... I guarantee you someone else is thinking that. Exactly. A lot of times comedians are just saying the thing that everyone's thinking and no one's saying. Here's an example I would have. Let's say you're at a dinner party that's pretty boring, right? And there's six people there. If you just chimed in and it's silent, you could just be like, this dinner fucking sucks. Am I right? <laughs> like, I think that somebody would laugh and you would start loosening 100%. up the, tie, the, like, the tightness of event. And like, why not say it? And by the way, if you do start doing this and it fails, guess what? That's just good practice for you to just yeah. keep going because you're going to start realizing like eventually, because I've done that before and it's bomb, but a lot of times it does great. <laughs> okay, so how do you deliver that? Because like, let's say you're not usually that person, right? Who says these things and then you just like start saying these things and people are like, okay, he's an asshole and he must have like <laughs> okay. a brain bleed. So what you want to do is you want to correlate that to something that's not fun. And so that you use that word as the surprise. So it doesn't come across as harsh. So if you say this party fucking sucks. Right. Instead of saying that. So that's your first <laughs> guttural reaction. And you want to get comfortable with that. But now what can we relate this with that will soften the delivery, but still make the same point? So you could say something like, oh, I didn't know I was coming to a funeral tonight. Or I didn't know right. they, served, yeah. they served nachos at a funeral. Something like that. So not that that's super funny, but you're softening your delivery while communicating the same point. Oh, I love that. Funerals generally suck. Mm. So you want to look for the that correlation or that overlapping item, like I mentioned a second ago, mm. to connect. And that's where the wit comes in. You're just taking something that's a, an association, a word association, a correlation, an overlap of another item, and using that to represent what your gut is saying. Right. You know, so that's your second level thought. So your first draft thought is this dinner sucks. Then your next thought would be your final draft, quote unquote. Because right, remember first in draft. high school, we would have to write a first draft of an essay. Yeah. So that's your first draft of your essay is your guttural reaction. Then your second draft is taking a word that connects to that guttural thought and using that to present your line. Then it's humor. Yeah. And, yeah. and I also think like, first of all, I, I'm not going to lie. I also think, say the first draft, but... <laughs> Some people can pull off the first draft really well. That's the thing. It's for people who have never been funny before. Yeah. That first draft is going to be yeah. you're an asshole. You could pull off that first draft because they've already been like used to how you present yourself and they're expecting that from you. Do you know what I mean? Delivery is everything. Like really the confidence of how you deliver it. Like I have a friend who's an insult comic and... I one time followed him and tried to do what he did. And the whole crowd was like, we hate you. <laughs> but he could do it. And actually, Marnie, I was thinking, as Kristen was talking, you had a great video about guys approaching women and commenting on the space. This yeah. is the same thing that you could do as a comic or to be funnier is to make a funny comic because you're having a shared experience with people. So that the dinner party thing is actually a way to me, as long as you're not insulting the 
you know, the person who put it on of the unifying people. Like we're all in this together. You can do that on a date to make women feel more comfortable too. Like, isn't this bar insane? Like some comment on the bar or like, and that is actually a way of like, now you're in this together and you're making funny jokes and observations about that. I think that's a really good way to be funny too. Okay, cool. Yeah. I agree with you. Totally. I love that. Yeah. Do you remember that video? It was like a long time ago, but it was great. No, it's, it's on OSA. That's like my method for having conversation for like, that's what I teach to a lot of guys. Right. Like anytime when you can use the world around you to connect the two of you, it always yes. works like magic because it takes it off of the two of you and just like opens up all these options of things that you guys can talk about together. And when you do it as a comic, and I know Kristen, I'm sure you've done this too. When you talk about the room you're in or the experience you're all going through, it always kills. Like, cause it shows that you're funny on your feet and you're again, commenting on this unifying experience that you're all having. Yeah. And so that will apply to dating. So if you're on a date with someone and it maybe is uncomfortable or there's an awkward silence, it's the same idea if you're on stage calling out a waitress dropping a glass, you make the audience comfortable with the fact that she's dropped a glass. If you don't call it out, they're going to lose respect for you as a comedian because they're all thinking something and no one's calling it out. So when you're on a date and there is something maybe between the two of you or something that happens, you know, maybe someone trips and falls and he acts like it doesn't happen. That just shows he's nervous. He's in his head. He's not in the experience. He's not having a real moment with you. So calling out the elephant is yes. always very beneficial and almost detrimental if you don't on a date or in a comedy club as a comic. I have an example of a date that where I kind of did this. I forgot when this was, but we were, I was on a date. I was at a restaurant and they just kept, there were so many different servers coming over, constantly talking to us like every five minutes. And so finally I was like, can we get some more servers? Is this possible? Yeah, like, yeah. Just, so we were just talking about, and it was, it was like, we were in a NASCAR event. <laughs> right, yeah, just, I'm right. like, can we get some more servers? Like, but yeah, not commenting on that actually is to your, exactly you're right. Like we're all experiencing this thing, call it out. And now we can relax. Like, okay, I'm not crazy for thinking this is 900 servers every two seconds. Right, that's so funny. Something that simple. It doesn't have to be that smart. Right. And you're creating the shared experience with your date. So now you're a team together versus if you didn't call it out, she's going, why isn't he talking about it? Yeah, you have a call back for later for something that you guys bonded on. As always, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, NHL, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50-50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already 
miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting, or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. Do you guys have like, maybe I'm going to ask each of you to give three recommendations of comedians for people to watch who are listening to this, who, who have different styles right? Like not necessarily the three that you mm. like the best. Kristen Carney's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> they will fail miserably and never succeed in dating. No, I'm amazing. <laughs> well, my first one would be Mark Normand. Oh. Because he's an incredible joke writer. He's almost of another era in terms of the way he writes his jokes, but they're all pertinent to today. So they're relatable to someone who's in their 20s or something. But they're set up punchline, set up punchline. It's very like, this is a classic way you structure a joke. So I always, I recommend him. But then I recommend someone like Andrew Schultz, who I don't know if Brendan or if Marnie, you know who he is. He's got a very, yeah. he's doing really well. Is him he the he, one who has a new special on Netflix right now or on Am? I just saw his name somewhere. It's not on Netflix, but he was selling it on his own. And it, okay. yeah. it exceeded the amount of views that any comedy special has ever oh, gotten wow. or something That's to cool. that extent. But he's mm. really great utilizing social media and stuff. So he put the special out on YouTube, I believe. Or, no, 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 I'm sorry, on his own website. But he's really good when it comes to calling out shit. Mm. He does not let anything go. If something passes by in the audience or something going on in pop culture, he's on it. And so that puts, I think, people in touch with that being able to, the ability to be able to notice something, harness it, and use it to their benefit, which is exactly what he does in his comedy. And then for a third comic, of course, I'm always just going to default and go back to like Jerry Seinfeld. Because Mm. I think... Jerry's very, very, very observational. And humor, sometimes his jokes are almost only observational. Like, he always has punchlines, of course. But sometimes the best part of his joke is just the observation itself. So if you're having a hard time making observations about human life or what it's like to exist in society, or he's the master of that. And I don't think anyone's made observations to the extent that he has. And I would recommend his earlier stuff. Let the record show that Kristen only picks straight white men. Just calling out. I'm just gonna <laughs> say. Mark's black in the in certain lighting. <laughs> Mark is no, black kidding. in his mind. <laughs> just kidding. I will say very cliche number one is Dave Chappelle, just because if you want to listen to somebody with perfect timing and the importance of when... Hey, I'm when dating his t- nephew. I can't only be into <laughs> just white male comedians. <laughs> Dave Chappelle for timing. Ali Wong, who I love so Ooh, much. I love her. Her first special is fantastic. 
and gives you great insight into like the real female brain where I feel like she's really saying things that women have been told not that feel, but they have been told they can't say. Yeah. I love that joke about being on a date and she goes, guys, that reach to pay for the bill is fake. <laughs> and I always think about that whenever I'm on a date. I'm like, this is fake. I have to just pay for this. Oh, yeah. Whitney Cummings had the same joke. I'm not saying one took it from the other, but Whitney Cummings was like, we'll put our hand in our purse and just kind of circle it around like we're looking for our wallet. (laughs) (laughs) That is so good. And then Rory Scoville is somebody who I love so much because he nobody has more fun. Sorry, he's our friend. So that's nice to hear. Oh, you know him? Yeah. Oh, I love him, man. He's like a big comedian now, right? Yeah, he was in Babylon. I know. That's awesome. I would say for like 10 years, everybody, every comic I know was like, oh, he's because he has the most fun and he follows no rules. Yeah. And he can show you like, you want to see loose? Watch Rory Scovel. That dude, that dude will do anything on stage. He does not care. There's this incredible video of him. I think it got taken down that I used to watch all the time where he was doing a show in a hotel lobby at an NBC Suites. He takes the wireless microphone and goes up the elevator that you can see (laughs) as he's still performing. It was so good. He goes, oh, elevator's here. And the whole crowd starts laughing. And he's talking to people, get on the elevator. Oh, that's so funny. He inspires me, man, so much. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great thing to point out is that it doesn't always have to be verbal. It can sometimes be physical and been using your space and using it in a fun, creative way. So you have to pay attention to where you are. You know, he's noticed the elevators and they're clear. That's a comic who's great is going to take advantage of that. So So you can do that as well when you're dating. Look at the space around you. Think, how can I use this to be a little bit playful? Maybe the tablecloth is really long and you tuck it in the top of your shirt like it's your your napkin. I don't know. (laughs) know? (laughs) Just to be silly for a minute. And then you stop with the clownery and you have real authentic, deeper conversations. And then you go back to somewhere playful and fun again. Also, yeah, I want to say on that note, because I experienced this as a podcast host, I'm sure you guys too. There's also always a moment in a conversation when you feel like, oh, this is getting so heavy. Let's change it. It's like changing the lanes. Let's lighten it up. Let's lighten it up. You can feel it. Like, Marnie, you asked earlier, like, when do you be funny? You can feel it where it's like, okay, you've been talking about politics for seven minutes. Let's change lanes, man. Let's do something funny. Let's do something like you said, something stupid. Just shake up the energy. Don't stay on one track ever, I think is a good piece of advice. Can you give an example, actually? That's that heart monitor imagery. Like, okay, we've been down. Now it's time to spike up. Can you guys give some examples? Like, I would love to hear from both of you. How would you transition from talking about politics? How would you lighten that up so that it's not so heavy anymore? I know I'm putting you on the spot. I would say like, so let's example, like it's doomsday talk and you guys are all agreeing that the environment is screwed and we're all going to (laughs) die. So let's say you're going down that lane for seven minutes. You could be like, all right, let's talk about something even worse. Like, just like make it like, just play with it. Just call it out. Like, okay. Like, I think that's totally fine to pivot, call out what you've been doing. Well, that's a good tactic because yeah. for some people who don't naturally have that sense of humor, literally just doing what you just said of calling it out just with a smile and, a, and like a laugh, that is kind of funny because it takes away the yeah. like the tightness around your throat and it makes it a little bit lighter for a second. And then I promise you, like your date will relax a little bit if you're like, yeah, because again, she's feeling it too. You're feeling it. There's nothing wrong in just calling stuff out. It's great. I like that. Kristen, what's your example? Well, to piggyback off of Brendan's example of, you know, talking about politics for too long, 
if we were sitting at a table, again, now I'm kind of getting into using your environment and using your space, but I would maybe grab the hot sauce sitting on the table and I would, or you guys, I'm sorry, talking about the environment. You were mentioning the environment. I would take the hot sauce, you know, and pour it all over the side of my whatever food. And I'd be like, this, so basically this is what's going on right now. And then I would be like, I fucking love hot sauce. And then just transition into, I only, you know, I, I only have, you know, Cholula, but if it's Sriracha, I'll take it, whatever. And now you're talking about right. food, something lighter, something more playful. So that is a version of, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you want to transition with conversation threading. Yes. Or I think I said this on the show. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure if it was a client I was talking to earlier. Okay. In conversation bridging is what I call it. But you're basically taking the one item that you're on at the moment with. So the climate change. So say we're saying things are getting hotter. And then relating that and bridging that to something that is really hot. Is actually <laughs> hot. <laughs> right. So like like as long if the environment becomes as good as hot, like Cholula hot sauce, I'm into it. And now we're on to hot sauce. You're bridging that first item with the second one. And so now we're taken away and we've walked across that bridge to a new island or what have you. Oh, I like that. I like that little metaphor there. Is it a metaphor? Is that a metaphor? Yeah. Am I using that correctly? Yeah, I think yes. it's a metaphor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. A good example over text I had a while ago was this girl sent me like two very dark stories in a row on a Friday about news. And finally I go, hey, happy Friday. <laughs> I just said, as I, was, I just right. texted back, happy Friday. And then she yeah. goes, she's like, LOL. Oh yeah, happy Friday. Like, it's fine. Because you're just breaking the rapport. You're breaking it and sending it into a new direction. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're doing it much more like, boom. Like, okay, this is too serious. We're going to shake it up a little bit. And like what Kristen was recommending was a more slow, natural transition. And both are welcome and awesome. And I actually would invite people to try Brendan's method first because I think that's a good place to start. Like you literally just, once you feel that feeling of this is getting to be too long that we're talking about this, you shake it up and you call it out. You laugh a little bit and then you transition to something else, which I, I think is great. Yeah, and I recommend like not calling it out in the sense of like, you keep talking about bad news. Literally, you switch it. Because right. then don't attack the person. It's fine. It's also both of you are doing it. Do it in a fun, exactly. The right. fun, playful way is very key, I think. Don't turn it into an argument. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge, huge difference between delivering something with levity and delivering something without levity. And it can completely change the course of the conversation. If you were just like, okay, I get it. Like there's bad news. Right. Then it's like, oh, we're bracing. And my- You're disconnecting. My boyfriend and I were just talking. Yeah. And we were actually just talking about this yesterday. He calls me Don Rickles because <laughs> I'll make sure that if there's a moment that's a little bit weird, I add humor to it. And that's the way I skate past any sort of the drama of something. And like, so the other day, he likes to talk a lot. He was talking, 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 talking. It was first thing in the morning. And he then kind of was self-deprecating about it. And he was like, ah, oh, sorry, I just talked forever. And I could have said like, you know, you did kind of talk a lot and I didn't really get a chance to say anything. And, you know, it could have become a thing. I just said, no, no, no. I, I love being with a book on tape. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so it was just a fun way to call out something truthful. And if I went the other direction, it would have become 
maybe a little intense or argumentative. Yeah. Yeah. And this was just a little bit more fun and light. And um, yeah, so you're choosing to go with the levity will serve you. But obviously you don't want to avoid conflict at all costs. You want to be able to get into things if things aren't aren't right, but in those light... No, if they they really are. Well, it's funny because... I was watching You People. Have you watched that movie? Oh, no, yet? I heard about it. Yeah. It's really good. I heard about it. And it's just so, okay, there were so many examples of like Jonah Hill using humor to kind of move away from tense moments, right? Like where he could have given in and battled with his girlfriend over something that said, but what he chose to do was like be playful with it so that it took everybody out of the tension and let them laugh for a second, and then they could realize how kind of ridiculous or how not so heavy the actual topic was. And I thought it was a great example of, or it is a great example of ways you can break the tension. And I think, as Kristen just said, there are many places where, yeah, you have to have real conversations and you can't avoid it with humor. But in moments like what you just mentioned with your boyfriend, that wasn't a place to beat up on him. That was a place to lighten it with humor. And I think you did an amazing job. Right. Or be from the Midwest and just repress all your feelings. That's also a third option. That's also pretty sick. (laughs) Which many people (laughs) use constantly. So yes. Okay. I'm going to wrap up the show now because I want to hear about the gossip from Kristen, number one. And I feel like we've covered this whole topic to completion and did a very good job of covering humor, how to laugh your way through dating, and really just like how to appropriately inject humor into your conversations with other people, especially women. So, Brendan, thank you so much. And just remember, last word, if you're having fun, she's having fun. Have fun. Like, it's all good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and dating should feel like fun. And also... Last, sorry, last word. Sorry, <laughs> last word. Like, I'm going to get the last word. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean that. And now I'm forgetting my last word. Oh, my God. Uh, that was done by the karma gods. <laughs> yeah. The spiritual asshole made that happen. But that is a good transition to Spiritual Asshole, though. Your podcast, tell us about it. Yeah, it's like a comedic, fun look yeah. at spirituality. I bring a lot of what we, Marnie's on this week, actually, where I just bring like a much more grounded approach to spirituality and breaking some of the serious taboos of it and having fun and fun, you know, making it funny. Cool. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Have Kristen on. She'd be perfect for your show. She would actually be really good. Yeah, I'm obsessed with spirituality now. Yeah. And she is an asshole. So it's <laughs> perfect. Yeah, I'm a huge asshole and I yet have a soul. So <laughs> perfect. There you go. Your audience will love her. But yeah, everybody listening, go check out that podcast. Not necessarily my episode, but you can listen to it if you want. <laughs> but go check out the other episodes too. They're super funny and helpful. I think very, very helpful, which is like what everybody needs. You need to be educated by being entertained and you oh, do it you. perfectly, Brendan. And then also, where do they go watch your your comedy? You said that you were on. Yeah, I have a weekly show every Tuesday in Atwater Village at Eno Vino. And I'm like always posting videos on Instagram. I'm at the underscore Brennan Fitzgibbons on Instagram. Okay, awesome. And then Kristen, where do people learn to banter <laughs> with you? Because I know you were teaching hundreds of men around the world how to banter with finesse. Yes. Go to kristenandchill.com yes. and you guys can buy whatever you want straight from my website. But if you have questions, feel free to email me at kristen at kristenandchill.com. Awesome. And you can go find my stuff at winggirlmethod.com. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 